This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr., and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Stewie H., the UK's biggest Raider fan, and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Wayne Mabry, a.k.a. The Violator, and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this. Yeah! What's up, Raider Nation? Already two weeks into the offseason, and I was expecting, you know, after this rough year that we had, I was expecting maybe a nice, uh, calm, two relaxing weeks. But here I am, I find myself already missing Raiders football, getting tired of watching these other two teams go. What do you think about it all, Chris? Man, I'm with you. I've been uh, reminiscing, so to speak. I've been kind of watching some of the games. I went back to the beginning of the year and, you know, watched some of the, the meltdowns we had and kind of refelt all that pain, man. But I'm also excited. You know, it's going to be free agencies coming. The draft is coming. Bring on the mock drafts. Who are we going to bring in? Raider Nation, we're excited. We're going to dial it all in. Yes, sir, Chris. I'm amped, dude. I'm telling you. And I'm going to give uh, all of our listeners a warning this episode. I've been battling a little bit of a cold the last couple of days, so if I sound a little stuffy, my fault. My fault. I should have stayed on top of my airborne like my wife told me to, but it's all right. It's all right. Hey, before we get this thing started, Chris, I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to the two people that have been supporting us the most here. Uh, first off, DC4L Custom Tees. Dan over there, man, he's been doing some good stuff makes a lot of cool custom t-shirts. Make sure you check out his website, dc4lcustomtees.com. Load up your cart, man. Get after it. And also, uh, happy to announce finally on the podcast, our new biggest supporter, Raider Nation for Lifer. That's rn4lifer.com. Make sure you check out all the gear, man. They got a pretty sweet Raider Nation flag. I mean, you've seen the Raider Nation flags around here before, but this one, man, I've seen some up-close pictures. He's going to show me in person next week, but this thing is completely stitched, full embroidered. I mean, the real deal, man. This thing is an actual, real deal, legit Raider Nation flag, and he also does has some custom cool little patches. I know he kind of had like a final game patch even, too, for the Coliseum, a Raider Bronco one. So make sure you check out the website. That's rn4lifer.com. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you check them out. So, Chris, you ready for this, man? Let's do it, man. Let's go. Cool. We're going to get a hold of a, a buddy of ours, Chris Reed. Uh, 
He's a little bit of above our pay grade, so we're going to bring him in, man, and we're going to talk about some football with him real quick. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I love Chris Reed. He's awesome, dude. He knows he knows his football. Let's bring him on. Cool. Let's see if we can get a hold of him. All right, guys. So we got Chris Reed here. He's a senior NFL analyst for Silver and Black Today. I know he contributes to uh, CBS Sports Radio also, and has been doing some pretty cool video breakdowns as of recent on my Twitter feed. So I knew uh, I had to get him on the phone, man. How you doing, Chris? Oh, pretty good. Now, I, I got a, my first question for you, man. Um, I see these breakdowns going down all the time, and I love your stuff. It's perfect for uh, any level of fan that you are, whether you, you look real deep into a play or you're just there, you know, enjoying the game. It's real simple, looks good, and it helps me understand what's going on in certain situations. How do you choose those plays that you break down, man? Uh, really just anything that kind of, you know, stands out to me that seems like it would be something people might not have noticed. Uh, I, I don't really have like a, you know, an algorithm to it or anything. It's just something that kind of stands out that I think people might, you know, find interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's cool to look at certain stuff like the offensive line. I'm not watching football. I like to watch the skill position. So seeing your offensive line breakdowns, especially on struggling guys like Colton Miller, it's a, it's a good breath of fresh air for you to point out some good stuff that they've been doing throughout the season, man. Well, it's really easy if you want to find people talking negative. It's not It's not too hard to find that right now. So I figure I'd do something a little different. Yeah, man. Makes sense. Hey, uh, Chris, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, in regards to the offensive line, when you look at some of the issues, obviously, you know, Derek Carr was sacked like 50-plus times. When you kind of dive into why, is, was a lot of it just the inexperienced rookie tackles on the outside or um, – and it kind of ties into something else. Did you feel like Tom Cable's like scheme like meshed well with Gruden's system? Do you see any? Did you see any issues there that that maybe you'd uh, you'd want to talk about, or was it just simply inexperience? I'm not really a big Tom Cable fan. Um, I even wrote an article about maybe you know they'd question whether or not that was a, a good hire later on. But as far as like the the performance this year, uh, Brandon Miller or sorry Brandon Parker, um, you know he wasn't going to be this. They weren't planning on playing him very much. But you had Gio Camini uh, get yeah. injured and mm-hmm. uh, leave, right, and then right. they moved uh, you know Donald Penn over there, and then he ends up getting injured. So I don't think Parker, you know, they were planning on playing him much, and he struggled. And then uh, Miller looked pretty good early. And then he got hurt, KO got hurt, and the offensive line is really a group that, you know, works as a unit more so than probably any other group on a football team. So you start moving pieces around and everybody's going to struggle, and then when you add that rookie element to it, it's certainly going to go downhill pretty quick. You know, that's that's a great point. I appreciate you, you know, sharing that insight. Um, another kind of offensive question for you. Um, you know, obviously the Raiders, you know, they had had their struggles all year long, but I noticed in the second half of the season, there was a little bit more success there, a little bit more consistent success, specifically with the passing game and Derek Carr. And, um, I did notice that, uh, um, Gruden incorporated a little bit of the switched verticals, um, that I believe Bill Musgrave used to call swipe, but it was something that Derek Carr had a lot of success with a couple years ago. And when he was with Musgrave. Do, do you attribute um, the second half Derek Carr success or more consistency um, due to Gruden kind of like looking at what Carr was good at and kind of meshing that in more? Or did 
Derek Carr simply, for the most part, just kind of adapt better to Gruden's system, and that's why they got a little better, or both. What would you what would you say about that? It was probably a bit of both. Uh, one, uh, Gruden had talked about, you know, at some point in time, talking to uh, to Carr and telling him to just, you know, chill out and play, because. I mean, everybody's had a job where you have a management that you get along with really good. And, and then maybe they bring in somebody else that has a reputation for being, you know, really tough. And, and that's going to kind of affect you early on until you get comfortable with it. And then the other thing, it, it, it certainly seemed like they kind of incorporated some some older stuff. Uh, uh, Derek Carr's um, one of the, the main things from 2016 that really stood out, you know, as far as his like aggressiveness was going to uh, fade routes against middle of the field closed. So when he saw a single high safety, he was checking the fade routes on the outside. He saw that come back. Um, and then it kind of seemed like they, they pretty much understood what eventually um, uh, they under, they figured out last year where uh, Jared Cook was kind of the main target. You know, they started isolating Cook and, and kind of taking advantage of his ability to, to beat one-on-ones versus linebackers as well. Great points all across the board. Um, and then I kind of just got one defensive question for you. It's kind of a general one, but I know that they lost Khalil Mack. That was kind of a, a gut punch to start the year, but I kind of coming into the season, I was really excited about Paul Gunther. I felt like we could at least maybe approach being like a mediocre defense. Obviously it didn't turn out that way. We set, you know, a record for points allowed, but uh, what, what would you attribute to like the biggest issue on defense? Was it just lack of talent period? And the talent that we did have was really raw or did you see them kind of struggling to grasp Gunther's system? Like what, what would you kind of peg if you had to the issues defensively that they had? I didn't see so many like blown coverages, but I, I think, you know, the, the youthfulness on the, the defensive side of the ball, so many rookies on the defensive line, because even like Arden key, again, kind of like Parker, where he ends up being a starter. And, uh, you know, when he's drafted, you're looking at it like, yeah, he's going to be a situational pass rusher behind Mac and Irvin. And then all of a sudden Mac and Irvin are gone mm-hmm. and Key's a starter. You know, right. and uh, the other the other big issue they ran into was just not being able to stop the run. They saw they had um, they were ranked like 30th in uh, teams rush. You know, faced uh, rushing attempts or 30th in rushing. That leads to a lot of time of possession going the other way and guys just getting kind of worn out. You saw teams uh, really kind of grind them up, and then. Uh, they couldn't get to the quarterback when they did have, you know, pass rushing opportunities. So uh, I'm sure pass rusher is definitely going to be, you know, number one, two, and three on their, their list of people to bring in this year. Yeah, we actually just complained about that a couple weeks ago, saying, you know, if I understand our defensive line couldn't get to the quarterback, but the least they could have did was helped us out by, you know, stuffing the run a little bit. It was just kind of a, it was a, it was a bad showing all across the board for our defensive line. Yeah, and having Jelly miss so miss so much time probably hurt him too because you got, you know, PJ Hall and and Hurst are kind of the big names people will know, and they're they're a bit more like three techniques. Mm-hmm. But McDonald and uh, you know, and Hankins kind of came in and played really good. But you'd like to see Jelly in there in those uh those real obvious running situations, you know, in your base defense. Chris, uh, I want to ask you if I know this is kind of difficult, but realistically what would be one free agent and then 
with the fourth pick one guy that you'd want. So one free agent and who you'd take with the fourth pick, like hypothetically. Uh, if, if Dallas doesn't uh, franchise Demarcus Lawrence, mm. that'd be a nice pickup. That one's going to kind of come down to money. If you could end up, you know, shipping Mac out, picking up a couple of first rounders and getting, you know, Lawrence again, it would depend on the money. Cause I don't, I don't know that they're going to want to go as high as he, he ends up going Frank Clark out of Seattle. If he makes it out of there would be a nice edge guy uh, for the secondary. I really liked Landon Collins when mm-hmm. he was coming out of Alabama, you know, that would be a great pickup for the, for the secondary. And then it, the, the draft is kind of tough. There's not, there's not really a quarterback unless you think somebody's going to jump up there for Kyle, Kyler Murray, you know, that's kind of up in the air. So I'm not sure who would drop to him. My first pick would be um, Quinn and Williams, yeah. mainly for what he'll do to the, for the middle of that defensive line, like we were talking about. And then he, he would take Hall and Hurst game to a whole nother level. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Richard Seymour did for Tommy Kelly back there in the go. day. There we go. I like that. Uh, we're, if, we're on if, the same page here. Yeah. Went in for Quinn man, I'm with you on that. Chris, th- thank you so much, man, for coming on and, answering questions for us and kind of breaking stuff down. Um, I know you got an early morning tomorrow with another show you're doing, but I just wanted to say thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. Raider Nation appreciates your work. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, man, Chris. See you later, man. Yeah, take it easy. Yeah, that was a pretty cool call, Chris, man. Uh, I got to admit, it's he's got a lot of knowledge uh, stocked up in there, so it's, it's hard to get it all out in a good five minutes. But uh, I liked what we got from him, man. What do you think? Oh, same thing. I... Uh, I love Chris Reed's work. Um, honestly, like on Twitter, when he he's doing breakdowns, um, kind of going through the film. I love I love knowledgeable football people who break down film and can teach me things about the game or show me a different angle of what really went on on a play um, or a you know what really happened with a player throughout a game or throughout a season. And you know, so I appreciate that. You know, Chris Reed, Ted Wynn, guys like that, um, they're valuable for, you know, to me as a football fan and, you know, to help me know the Raiders better, the NFL better, you know, so you appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, make sure if you guys don't follow him already, follow him on Twitter at Chris Reed underscore NFL, not just his play breakdowns or his personnel opinions. I kind of like his, his stuff that he talks about that's just going on inside the office. You can tell he's a true Raider fan because he he just backs up the staff you know he unless there's some real clear uh negative going on somewhere uh for the most part man you can tell he just has that real love for the raiders uh just as even as of recent you know we've had we haven't talked about it much either but whenever we hired mike mayock uh this is probably the third time i've heard it come up with the raiders in the last few years you know of course the big the rooney rule and uh I kind of heard it tossed around. I'm like, okay, don't give me that crap again. And I was appreciative to see Chris Reed go in there and break it down. Like, you know, Mark came out and said himself, like, we don't got to go through all this. We just, you know, had Reggie McKenzie come through here. It's like, I'm glad he made that statement. Like, you know, the rule's kind of dumb to begin with. Uh, why are we even making the question? And I mean, of all franchises, too, to be exactly. like questioned, the Raiders are the pioneers for minority, you know, um, you know, within the NFL, I mean, the history speaks for itself with the Raiders, um, and I completely agree. So. Yeah, and it's hard for me, man. I don't understand. I mean, I, I get it. The accusation shouldn't be there to begin with, but even just the rule itself, I mean, why are you basically forcing someone just to bring in a minority and waste their time? You know what I mean? If they didn't already have them in mind, don't make them bring them in. I mean, I can tell you right now in the NFL, 
especially under the Raiders organization. It doesn't matter what you are. If you're talented and you deserve the job, you're going to get the opportunity. So, I mean, that's really, that's really all it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, I can respect why they do the rule because they're trying to, like, get people to open their eyes and not have racism be an issue. And you know what? Racism is a problem in America, unfortunately. It's a terrible, awful problem. Um, but a, I don't think the Rooney rule – I don't know how much like effectiveness it has in this specific area. So I understand your point. Like a lot of the time, it's just something that they have to go through uh, to get to where they were going to go anyway. So I understand what you're saying, but I get why they have the rule. Um, and as far as Chris Reed, um, you know, you're talking about stuff that he's done that, you know, breakdowns. I, I really liked one that he did. Um, I'd say this past summer, I believe where he brought up the whole, like, Washington game in 2017 mm. and how like the kind of like thought process that everyone had were like Carr was seeing ghosts that game or whatever in the pocket. And he actually mm-hmm. went through his whole film was every drop back that Derek Carr had. Mm. And he's like, show me what play <laughs> where he was scared Ted, show me uh, a play like where, and it wasn't non-existent, no. but it's just funny. So I really appreciated that. I felt like he really had cars back there and it was kind of like, okay, here's the ridiculous opinion, but here's the educated facts. Yeah, no, I get that. And that game did raise a lot of speculation, but not even just in the play itself. It's just because of what resulted after the game. I mean, it was just, it was blown up before what happened and it just so happened to be a bad result. And we just so happened to maybe not be as good of a team as we thought we were going to be in 2017. And it just kind of Raise a lot of eyebrows, but come on, guys. I mean, we've had this conversation with, on, on different levels all across the board, whether it means guys tanking on games or not trying their best. Raiders aren't trying to win the game. You know, they're tanking for Bosa. It's the same thing whenever it comes to a game like that. Nobody's giving up, man. They're grown men. They're going out there as men, and they're playing football. You know, they're paid to do it. They're professionals. You know, best believe they're out there giving their 100%. And, I mean, come on. Who doesn't do their best for Derek Carr, man? Give me a break. Yeah, just I mean, these guys are paid to play football, and also, what what interest is it in theirs to play bad and lose? Exactly, like, that's film they look bad on. That's going to cost them money. Like they're all playing for jobs every week, and you watch that Raiders Steelers game and tell me the Raiders were tanking. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh hundred percent, dude. I understand that. All right, Chris, I'm done talking about behind the behind the scenes drama. Let's talk about these. Uh, some of these playoff games, man. We finally got our Cowboys to lose, huh? How about that? Where are them boys at? <laughs> finally. Finally. So we'll either have the uh, the 26th pick or the 27th pick, uh, depending on tomorrow. If the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Saints, we'll have the 26th pick. And then if the Saints beat the Eagles, uh, we'll finish with the 27th pick. So nonetheless, we're going to have three picks in the top 27. And on top of that, it was just great to see the Cowboys finally go home. Uh, their fans are annoying as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole dem boys thing and all that. I'm I'm done, dude. They they're home just like us, and uh, you know Cooper's going to be watching the playoffs from his couch next week. So yeah. that always feels good. I had a cowboy fan hit me on my on my Facebook actually. This is why I don't mess with Facebook, man. Do people still have Facebook? I guess people still have Facebook, man. Either got to be old or I've never heard of Twitter. <laughs> I guess I'm not really sure. <laughs> but uh, someone had said something. You know, better talk crap about the game now. Otherwise, later, it ain't going to be too nice. So I basically told him, you know, you should just be lucky that you made it this far and be thankful that you're able to even get your butt whooped by the Rams tonight. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I've had this fan. Um, 
he has been telling me like I, I have a Super Bowl party at my house every year, and uh, and he's like, oh, I'm coming to the Super Bowl party because the Cowboys are going to be playing oh. or whatever. And we had a good deal, like okay, you know, if the Cowboys make it, you can come. But I was like, but I, I'm not warming a seat for you because I know they're not going to be there. <laughs> so this is good, actually. I haven't hit him up yet. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, man. It, it's hard. Playoffs right now are tougher for Raider fans being uh, we have Kansas City now going to the AFC Championship we have the Chargers which I mean the Chargers being there isn't that great but we're hoping that they can knock off the freaking Patriots in a snow game tomorrow on top of I mean at least the the Cowboys and the Bears are able to get knocked out of the NFC so I can finally as a proud fan of the silver and black say I'm just going full NFC now through the rest of the playoffs Give me Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl again. That's Stop what it. I want. Stop it. Stop with the hot takes, man. I'm telling you. Hey, now, Drew no, Brees is going I all the way. That. I said that I want that. Drew yeah, Brees I, all the way. Nick, Nick Foles <laughs> is probably my favorite non-Raider. And if he were, you, uh, you know, a dude that's been so disrespected, honestly, yeah. and the whole like Jeff Fisher call on that show, cutting him yeah. and all that. He's such a good dude, and to what he did last year, and then to come back and do it again would be crazy, man. So I'm, I mean, I'm rooting for the Eagles in a way, and also we need them to win tomorrow to help with our draft pick. Yeah, come on yep. now, you're come right. Now get behind it, get behind it. You're right. I should be behind it, and I'll tell you, I'm kind of already sold. I, I mean, me personally, I'm sold on it. But if Nick Foles knocks out Drew Brees at home, I mean, you could probably kiss Carson Wentz goodbye, right? I mean, that's got to be Nick Foles' job at that point. How can you not stick with a guy that not only won the Super Bowl for you last year and got Super Bowl MVP, <laughs> but then this season saved the year, won the last three regular season games, already won on the road last week with a game-winning drive with the game on the line. And then if he goes to New Orleans and meets the Saints too, what more do you want? And that would be crazy. He, they'd probably trade Carson Wentz for multiple first-round picks. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. you might guess. Either that or Foles is just going to get disrespected again. You know, if he got disrespected again, I, like, would wish the most, like, bad luck upon them. Like, I hope they just, like, like the NFL gods, like, cast this curse above Philadelphia. Like, give them the, give them the Oakland Raider treatment. I don't even care. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great problem to have, though, because Carson Wentz, when he's healthy, I mean – when he was rolling in 2017, he was good. You couldn't say he wasn't a top five quarterback, uh, like at good. least playing like one. So they got a good problem either way, man. Whoever they stick with, they got a they got a good player. But yeah, man. Um, and then the Chiefs winning today. Uh, it's just I was hoping the Colts would knock them off. I'm really hoping that the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl. But Dude. if they, I want man. Do I? Do we want the Patriots to win tomorrow though? Do we want an um, AFC West Chargers Chiefs AFC Championship? That I mean, would be. I feel like it'd be a good game to watch. Yeah, I don't but know. I don't, I don't really care. I don't want either one of them to win, but I don't want the Patriots to win either. I don't really care so. for the Chargers that much. I feel like if it was any other team, I'd be like full blown on board. Screw the Patriots. But I'm just I, I equally hate Philip Rivers, just like I hate Tom Brady. So I'm kind of I'm kind of level headed with that. And I just kind of I would rather see the Patriots knock off. I don't know. I have a little bit deeper hate for the Chiefs, I think, than I do for the Patriots. I think oh, I'd the rather Chiefs are the worst. I think I'd really. rather Tom Brady knock off uh, Kansas City. I'd say either give me a Super Bowl rematch or give me uh, Patriots and Rams, Saints, one of the two. Crazy thing here, um, from being from Southern California, I went to the the Raiders San Diego Chargers games every year. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Philip Rivers play football live more than I've seen any other player ever play football live 
So I've seen him play a lot in person. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, of the three teams, I wouldn't mind the Chargers going to the Super Bowl, but losing, of course. Oh, NFC's yeah. got to win. Yeah, that's because yeah. I hate the Patriots. I hate the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, I hate the Chargers too. But maybe I hate them a little less than those other two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much no matter what, I'm full blown NFC at this point. I don't even care. Yep. So uh, we got a new segment now. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you already know about it. Bringing in a friend of mine, been in contact a few times, and he's actually been a guest on the show before. Uh, Mr. Kenny King Jr. Yeah. What it do, y'all? How y'all doing tonight? Pretty good, Kitty Bay. What's going on, dude? Man, you know, I'm just uh I'm feeling good right now. You know, uh Mari Cooper got uh he got sent home. Got sent home. He you know what he'll probably be watching that game in Derek Carr's pool house after Derek Carr dumped dunked on him again in pool basketball. <laughs> him 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 and Khalil are probably watching that. Thinking about uh what he hey, could have hey. did to Marcus Peters after the game. Yeah, let's get Marcus Peters in that pool, man. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Coop and Peters go one on one. My money's all on Peters. I'm throwing the house down. Uh, all my in. money's on Peters with both arms tied behind his back and both legs. Coop's probably sitting in the showers talking to himself, like, "Man, I should have said this. I should have said this." Marcus Peters probably ran up on him, was like, "Hey, Marshawn. Hey, he's probably Marshawn said you a punk, and that's why you got ran out of Oakland." No, man, I ain't no punk. See, man, I saw what Pac Man did to you. He smacked your head against the shit. Against the helmet. No, he ain't did that. I got proof, bruh. I got proof. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, Peters man. would probably just look look at him like really hard and then Coop would just like walk away. He don't want yeah. that smoke, man. He I like how he walked up to him with a helmet on, man. Did you notice that? Yeah, hey, funny story about Amari Cooper, man. I saw that dude downtown Market Street in San Francisco playing playing chess with some homeless people. <laughs> Oh, now, now we can't talk bad on him. No, no, Why are you, you saying that, man? Because he got beat. So not, oh, only, not only did he get wow. beat tonight, I just he got, got beat I by, fell for he that. Got beat by the homeless Bobby Fisher, man. I so fell into that one perfectly. Chris is like, no, you did not see him play at chess. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm telling you, man. Oh, hey, man. But, but, but enough about him, Mark. Let's talk about another dude the guy sent home. What's up with that one dude? Ah, uh, shit. What was his name? Um,. He played for us last year. I don't know if you. I think he was. Inc- I think he was included in the Mac trade because um, he wasn't. He wasn't there for for most of the year. Um, uh, Bruce. Bruce. Irvin, Bruce. That's, that's who it is. Oh yeah. Was he on the team this year? He. Um. I saw him on the fifty-three man. You know, and I feel like. Why, dude? You know, I watched every. I'm pretty sure I watched every defensive snap this year, man. And. Uh, you know what? I, I saw. I saw that. Um, I saw his stat line that he had three sacks when he was with the Raiders, and I don't know if that was that he was grabbing sacks or that he actually had sacked a quarterback. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? He's got to get home and try to make some babies, dude. Leave him alone, man. And you know what? He's finally free. He, he finally, yeah, he finally, he's finally free. He finally escaped the clutches, the, the clutches of the evil Gruden. Dude, I got a, st- I got a stat for you, man. Did you know that whenever he went to Atlanta? That they won on a five-game losing streak whenever he got there. <laughs> they did. That's they a did. Stat, man. Apparently, apparently he wasn't the problem. Apparently, he wasn't the problem, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's one. There's one thing for sure. He's not the solution. That's he's one thing. Not for sure. the solution, man. He's definitely not the solution. He, he's uh, he's a number. He's a number seven at best. 
Oh, yeah, number seven pass rusher. On it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, man, you can he can wear that yellow mouthpiece all he wants to, but he's not very good. That's just the bottom line, and he's certainly not worth eight mil. So, I'm glad he. Uh, I'm glad we moved on, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What else you got, man? What you been going on? How how you been dealing with the Raiders not playing anymore? Like, talk to me. How you feeling? Well, you know, just just when just when they started playing some good football. And, and really, really getting getting some continuity together and, and gelling and and really seeing, you know, how this team's going to look a little bit better next year with uh, with the cohesive unit and, and cutting the cancers of Amari Cooper and Bruce Irvin out. Um, you know, they, the season's over. Um, and I've, I found myself watching, you know, watching highlights of, of Jared Cook all season and, yeah. you know, D.C. putting up 4,000 yards when he's yeah. taking 50 sacks and, um, you know, being, you know, being this guy that everybody wants to get rid of that I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out because they, they apparently now want Kyler Murray to come in who's mm-hmm. half the size of D.C. and would just get demolished behind that line. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I've been watching. Uh, I also been watching the, the Marshawn Lynch Cleveland game over and over and yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and uh, you know, just handling that and just preparing, preparing for the draft. You know, I did about forty two hundred mocks. Uh, <laughs> I've ran about fifteen thousand trade scenarios. Uh-huh, okay, okay. Um, none of which Derek Carr leaves the Raiders. Um, so sorry, Jason Lockenfora, your uh, your analysis is shot. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that it would make a. Uh, you know, I think that it would make John Middlecoff proud that I did. Uh, I did some amazing scouting. Um, is, that, is that his last name? I've been calling him something else. I thought it was middle. It was middle. Uh, Cody had a different name. What was it? Middle, <laughs> I middle have. I'll, I'll let him say that. I have an issue with it. I just kind of like. I get like this stutter. I get. I, I develop a speech impediment whenever I say his last cough, name. Cough, 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 cough. I kind of like. Yeah, it just turns like a middle cough, off, 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 off. It, it just if I don't know. Sometimes it goes a little longer than other times. But how is he not an NFL GM, man? You know, him and Stephen A. Smith should be how running a not, team how, by now. How did he not get picked up as a, to be a scout on another team? After the Eagles dumped him. How has he not blocked me on Twitter yet? That's what I want. But guys, he's making so much cash. I mean, come on. Like, (laughs) I'm. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. And you know, and whatever happened to that fifty thousand dollar bet that he had with with somebody? Did did that ever go down? Did they they ever write it up? It was a five. It was a five dollar bet with uh, Mari Cooper's homeless chess buddy, man. Oh, okay. Because you know, I had asked Tim Kawakami about it, but he blocked me. Um, <laughs> I asked Ann Killian. See, about uh, it. that's what he always says. I asked Ann Killian about it. She blocked me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person that hasn't blocked me yet is Mike Silver, and that's just because I think he thinks I'm cool. I don't know. Ooh, but... He blocked me. He blocked me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I didn't get blocked just because my daddy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of that, man, uh, this is our second time talking to you on the show. And you have yet to met you. You got some royalty sitting over there, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about your dad, man, Kenny King. Uh, you know, my dad is. Uh, so I actually found out. Um, I found out the other day that um, going through, you know, googling, googling my dad because I like to Google people. And, mm-hmm. um, I found out that he was number two all-time Oklahoma fullback. Who? Um, and one of the most uh, one of the most illustrious backfields that they had with Billy Sims and Thomas Slott and. And uh, my dad back there. Um, and then I found out that he was actually a top 10 of all time Oakland running back. Ooh. Uh, not in yards, because uh, he was a fullback for half of his career. But uh, for for the Raiders, he was uh, he was top 10, um, won two Super Bowls, obviously had a uh, Super Bowl record that was held for 16 years. 
uh, 80-yard touchdown reception, which I don't know how he got it because uh, we played catch before. And uh, <laughs> let's just say that, you know, I'm a lineman and my hands are a little bit better, but um, but I digress. Um, but, yeah, he had, a, he had a reception. And then it got broken by a yard. Uh, by by Antonio Freeman, and so I, I can't be mad because it was against the Patriots, and uh, you know Brett Favre is my all-time favorite quarterback, and so uh, I was happy about that. But I was mad that my dad's record got broken, but he hey, he kept it for 16 years, so that's that's saying something. That's legit, man. I've seen the highlight a few times, and it's cool, man. Always watching stuff like that, you know, from back in that day, because everything is just slow as heck. It's just everything just slowed down, slow motion, so you get yep. to see every detail. And he was just, man, all the way to that end zone, just amped, going for it. So it's like, after seeing that replay and hearing you talk on this phone, I'm like, you know what? I see where Kenny King Jr. gets that energy from, man. <laughs> oh, you should. I'm telling you what. I, you should hear him talk. We we can sit out there. We'll sit out on the porch. And he lives in Texas. We'll sit out on the porch until about 4 o'clock in the morning drinking tequila, smoking cigars, and just just bullshit. And, and, and him to, the stories that he'll tell you, uh, I, I probably can't repeat on uh, on the podcast, uh, so I might I might be breaking some kind of code. But the stories that I can tell you about, you know, the twos and and uh, Rod Martin and, and Willie Brown and uh, Lester Hayes. I mean, there there's that's that's another show. <laughs> that's legit, man. That's legit. So you got some. Uh, you're rooted, man. You're rooted with the Raiders. You're rooted in Oakland. Now uh, we got some rumors swirling. Uh, it's kind of been jumping all over the place. Of course, you know, we're moving to Vegas in two years. But then we've had San Diego popping up. We've had Arizona popping up. We've had freaking London popping up as a possibility. Yeah. As of recent, you know, we've had, it's kind of jumped around too, the San Francisco Giants Stadium and yep. uh, Levi Stadium. Kind of, yeah. uh, you know, your, your buddy Jason Lock on Flora, same thing. <clears throat> Saying basically that it's probably our best bet there. Do you... Uh, how do you feel about that? If we, if we went to Levi's Stadium and played Levi's Stadium next year, what, how do you feel about that? Levi's Stadium. Um, the Target. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I usually I usually associate something like Levi's with something quality. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Levi's fan. I wear, you know, I, I exclusively wear Levi's jeans. And okay. That stadium definitely doesn't do the uh, the pants justice. I call it Lee Dungaree Stadium uh, with, <laughs> wow, Coach Buddy, wow. with Coach Buddy Lee. Um down there um but yeah you know i I feel like i feel like one they wouldn't be ready for us uh in in santa clara uh i feel like the tech bros would would definitely lose their mind when they see the nation come in um i think that you know with the with the absence of a parking lot and the inability to to throw an effective tailgate i think that they would Mm -hmm. they would be lost there uh and then you know greater fans we're gonna bake in all black in that in that hot box that they got there uh, because you know not one of us is going to pay ten dollars for a bottle of water so uh, i don't care what kind of fancy apps or wi-fi or, or non-incurry or vegan burgers you got there but uh i don't i don't see that happening uh now oracle park or at&t park or pac bell park or three con whatever the, whatever you want to call it uh, the name that the, the name that changes so many times it's like it's like Prince Stadium. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's actually fun. Um, you know, I've I've gone to a lot of Giants games and uh, it's a, it's a good place to take the kids. And I think one, it'll be a great way to introduce Raider fans into what we will be expecting um, somewhat in Vegas because you'll have shopping, you'll have you'll have bars, you'll have restaurants, uh, you'll have a nice ballpark, um, you know, and, and and a nightlife after. Um, 
you know, I think that, you know, the other thing is it, it would be a good way to come full circle. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know is that the Raiders originated in, in San Francisco. Uh, we, we started at Keysar Stadium. We opened up Candlestick Park um, before the Niners were there. So, you know, really, that is our stadium. Um, so, you know, for us to go back to the city and, uh, and to close it out in San Francisco, I think that would be a kind of cool thing to do. Um, I think, hey, calm down, you light skin. Um, <laughs> my son's my son's white as hell. Sometimes I, I wonder if, it's, if he's really mine. Um, but but you know, but sometimes you know you you wonder you know will we pull back some of those fans that that jump ship when the Raiders went to L.A. because you know because of whatever reason because you know the Niners. Let's face it, Santa Clara is it's a difficult stadium to get to. Yeah. Um, difficult to get to it's difficult to get out um so that you know that's something that, that we look at uh you know at the end of the day you know we wish you know we would wish that that libby and, and the city of oakland would drop the lawsuit and, and stop being a bunch of losers but you know that's that doesn't look like it's gonna happen um and you know i don't blame mark for wanting to leave i just hate the fact that you know we didn't have a heads up that it wasn't that this was going to be the last year um you know it's kind of like it was kind of like Woodson's last year where it was like, oh, by the way, this is my last game. You know, it, it would have like, been nice to have. It was like four home nice games to go to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Be like, oh, you know, it's like, because remember, I, I was telling you I wasn't going to go. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's the last game. Well, I got to go now. Yeah, so. see, I was, I got, I got kind of screwed out of that whole deal. Because that was probably, if there was one game out of the entire year that I couldn't go to, it'd be that one. And, yeah. of course, we find out. You know, I, I had a baby coming, so I took the second half of the season off from going to home games. And <laughs> talk about timing, man! You know, just to drop it on us right there with one game left—that was uh, that was tough. And I couldn't break away from family, family over football always. But man, that one hurts. Christmas Eve of all days, man. I would I would have flown up, but I wouldn't have had a wife when I got back. So probably... <laughs> yeah, my relationship was almost over. Um, you know, it was funny. Worth the risk, though. She told me she goes. Yeah, you should go. It'll be fun. You could go. And I'm like, all right. That's oh, a trap. So I'm like, okay. So then day mm-hmm. of, she's looking at me. She's like, mm-hmm. kind of giving me that look. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you good? Everything all right? Well, I'm just disappointed that you're missing your yep. son's first Christmas. Told you it was a trap. Well, Christmas is tomorrow. So, you know, it's not really missing his first We celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. Well, I don't. I'm black. And we celebrate that shit on Christmas. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you, dude, that was that was rough, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is that is hard, and I'm glad I like getting these different points of views. This is the second time we've talked about it. First, we brought up with with Shelly. I'm not sure if you listened to our episode with Shelly, and oh, yeah. uh, she kind of had a little bit different take on it. She liked to see, you know, hey, if that's the last game in Oakland, she'd like to see it maybe be the last game in the Bay, and I respect yeah. that opinion. And also, you know, I like your side of things. Like, hey. You know, keep it here one more year. I mean, that's kind of where the fan base is going to be. I mean, I I get there's still some guys down south. I mean, we got a little bit here. But, of course, I can't do anything to convince uh, Mark Davis to drag him probably to Fresno. So that's not going to happen. Well, if you can can meet Mark Davis at P.F. Chang's and bring a couple of blonde hookers, he might have a little bit of persuasion. Well, (laughs) Kenny King, he's at Hooters right now, not P.F. Chang's, okay? He splits his time between the two. Is he with Marcel right now? Because, you know, Marcel is always with him after every signing at Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, yeah. You know how it goes. Uh, Shoot. (laughs) Oh, shoot, man. Hey, I'm just keeping it real. 
I know, I know. I love that about you. That's really hey. That's why we call it real talk with Kenny, man. It's real talk with a king right here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But it's cool, man. I like the setup that we got going on now. I like being able to bring you in here now in the end of episodes. We pretty much now cover all of California, man. We got Cali under control. We got you up there in NorCal. I'm holding it down in SinCal. And then we got Chris down there in SoCal. So we got the whole thing spread out. So no matter what happens or where we land, someone on this show is going to be happy, hopefully. One of the three. As long as, as long as they don't ever, as long as they don't try to reintroduce that bill to split up California and, you know, leave you Central Cali people all screwed. <laughs> but hey, Kenny, I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Make sure you take care of your, uh, your baby boy for us. And uh, until next week, man. Thanks for having me. So that was a pretty good first go around with our new segment with Kenny King, man. We're going to go ahead and call that now Real Talk with the King. And you're going to hear this now weekly. It's going to be at the end of every episode. That's where we're going to chop up all the drama in Raider Nation, man. We're going to get after it. And uh, when it gets even closer to the season, of course, Kenny goes to a lot of the games, as do we. So we'll talk about our plans. You know, we'll talk about stuff that's going on. But I got some, uh, I got a good feeling about this segment. What do you think, Chris? Man, Kenny King Jr. is awesome. I mean, he brings that that flavor, that fire, you know, kind of the anything dramatic going on. Uh, he'll break it down. Uh, he'll shoot it real to you. And then also he really bleeds silver and black. His dad, six years with the Raiders, two in Oakland, four in Los Angeles, man. So he's a real Raider at heart. Um, it's in his blood. So we love him, man. I love the segment. Yeah, I think it's a perfect way to wrap up the show, man. But speaking of wrapping up the show, that's it this week. You know, I just wanted to bring in a couple callers, introduce the new segment, and uh, let you guys know that next week we're going to be covering again, you know, last week we did linebackers. This next week we're going to do the wide receiver group. So, you know, we're going to do the same kind of same kind of schedule. We're going to go over the current roster. We're going to go over free agents, and we're going to go over the draft class. So if any of you guys are listening here, and if you don't, if you follow me on social media, you'll see the shout out there. But go ahead and call in anytime to our hotline, 808-650-7220. Put in a suggestion, a player that stands out, or anything, man, anything, any trade bait. Hey, I got to say, you know, everyone that calls in talking about wide receivers, maybe add in, do you guys think we should trade a first-round pick for Antonio Brown? Ooh, I like that. Give, give me what you think on that. I like that. So we'll take a little, maybe take a little poll out of it with our voicemail. If you want to trade for Antonio Brown, tell us why. If you don't think it's worth it, tell us why not. So that's how we're going to roll with it, going with a wide receiver group next week. And one last, I want to give a quick shout-out again to DC4LCustomTees.com. Make sure you check them out, Uh, anything you need, uh, all this stuff, man. they got Raider gear. They do. I mean, they do all teams across the NFL, man, but they, they specialize in it. So it's DC4LCustomTees.com. And also the new one for us, Raider Nation for Lifer. That's RN4Lifer.com. Like I said, they got the coolest flags. They got the best Raider Nation flag I've ever seen. And they got all the patches. So, I mean, between the two of them, you should be able to get all the gear you need for the silver and black, man. Anything else, Chris? You got anything else for us, man? Yeah, I'm just counting the days to march with free agency so until then i'll just be sitting there looking at my calendar man trying to get this going (laughs) there it is man there it is so thanks for tuning in folks until next week let's go raiders
Oh, just kidding, man. Show's not quite over yet. Monster Mash, Ken, don't think I forgot about you, buddy. My custom Raider Cody action figure finally showed up here in the mail. And it showed up actually on Thursday a couple days ago. And uh, Ken decided to challenge me to see if I could wait to open this thing until I recorded the show tonight. So, after I've chewed all my fingernails off, pulled all my hair out, lost sleep the last two nights, thinking about what this thing could possibly look like inside of that FedEx box. Here we are, man. Let's open this thing up real quick. Suckers really wrapped this sucker up good. Tell you what, here it is, man. Let's pull this thing out. Oh, yeah. Tell you what, man. Little Raider Cody's doing it right here, man. I'm telling you. Hey, Ken, after looking at this thing, dude. Yeah. Dang, man, you do a good job. I'm telling you, man. After looking at this, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to do some adjustments to my wardrobe, man. I think you did them better than how I actually look. That's legit, dude. Got the custom box. Got everything. Got the podcast stuff all over it. Dude, this is the real deal, Ken, man. Thank you very much again for doing this for me. And anyone interested in a custom action figure? I mean, I know how you guys are, man. You're into stuff like that. You like your superheroes. If you're into a custom one, maybe, or have something in mind, make sure you hit him up. You can find him on Facebook, Monster Mash Custom Action Figures. His name is Ken. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a regular caller here on this show. Big time Raider fan. Knows his stuff. And uh, sooner rather than later, man, we're going to have him here on the show chopping it up about some football. Thanks again, Ken. See you guys later.